Hello everyone and welcome to episode 49 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about learning to drive in the UK. How does it work? How much does it cost? Is it difficult? We're going to talk about all of that in just a second. Before we do though, just a couple of quick things. Uh, we still have time to submit questions for episode 50. So on Monday I'm going to be releasing episode 50, which is my first little milestone, my first little special episode I suppose. Uh, 50 episodes is quite cool and it's awesome that some of you guys have been along you know, for the ride this whole time. Uh, and so I decided to do questions and answers for episode 50. You guys can ask me anything, ask me whatever you want. Uh, and so I've still got time for more questions if you guys want to send in questions. So uh, there's a link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode or on the website. There is also a link. Um, and then, yeah, you can just send me questions or you can just send me a question on Instagram uh, at Unlocking British English. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Thank you to everyone that has already sent in questions. I'm looking forward to. Uh, going through some of them so yeah uh, and of course if you would like to download the transcript for this episode you can do that for free right now on the website that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com so yeah learning to drive in the UK let's talk about it so first of all how many people in the UK drive? Is it normal for people to drive in the UK? Is that the normal thing or do most people take public transport? Um, I was quite surprised, <laughs> I was quite surprised actually when I looked at the some of the percentages and the figures and stuff around this. Uh, my guesses would have been quite a bit different but yeah the, the latest estimates that we have show that about 75% of all adults in England which is around about 33 million people have a full driving license, a full car driving license, which means that they are legally able to drive. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have a car and that they do drive, but it means that they've passed their driving test and they are legally able to drive. So the vast majority of adults in the UK do learn how to drive. We do have good public transport and different things here, but obviously there are numerous advantages to being able to drive. Um, and I guess being not a, a very big country relatively, uh, you can get to a lot of places fairly quickly. You know, I guess maybe the cities are smaller, easier to get to. And uh, well, who knows? But anyway, 75% of adults in the UK or in England uh, hold a full car driving license. Um, you can start to learn to drive at 17. So that's like the minimum age, right? So once you're 17, uh, that's when you can start learning to drive. Uh, but I was actually quite surprised to find out that the average age in the UK to start driving is 26. So I had thought that it would have been a little bit uh, younger. I'm, I thought maybe it would have been 19 or 20. Um, I don't know, you know, how much that has changed maybe over the years, over time. Um, I started learning to drive yeah, when I was 17, when I was younger, uh, but I was quite lucky because my parents had uh, they had put away a little bit of money, right? They'd saved up a little bit of money for me to be able to learn how to drive because, as we'll find out in a minute, it can be pretty expensive. Well, it is kind of expensive. So um, I guess that's a big factor because a lot of people will 
you know they'll put off driving until they're a little bit older until they've got a job and they've got a stable income and they can buy a nice car and things like that um, you know I guess other people just don't really care and they're happy with public transport and whatever but anyway the average age at which people will start driving in the UK is 26 um, and so yeah like I said it can cost a lot of money so let's talk about that how much does it actually cost to learn to drive in the UK so I said that you can start to learn driving at 17, which is true. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to get what we call your provisional driving license. That's the license that you need to learn to drive. And just in case anyone's not aware, when I talk about a license, right, I'm talking about the card, uh, the physical card and the like, the, and obviously the ability to drive that comes with it. So the first thing you need is your provisional driving license. So that costs £34. Um, it's pretty simple to do, obviously you just need to fill out a form and have a, a photo taken um, and then you can get that that's you know you don't need any kind of special requirements to get a provisional driving license a lot of people will get a provisional driving license as a form of ID right as a form of identification to prove that you're over 18 to buy alcohol for example um, because of course you know most people have a passport not everyone but most people have a passport but your passport is not really something that you want to be walking around with it's you know if you lose your passport it's a big hassle to try and get another one whereas if you lose your driving license it's not ideal but it's it's a lot easier um, things like that it's, it's smaller as well it's easier to carry it or go in your wallet in your purse or whatever and so anyway the first thing you need to do when you're learning to drive is to get a provisional driving license and that will cost you 34 pounds once you have your provisional driving license then you can start taking your driving lessons right your practical driving lessons so you'll go in a car with a driving instructor and and they'll teach you how to drive they'll show you the different things um, usually they'll have another set of pedals in the passenger seat so obviously you're sat in the main seat with the steering wheel the the gas pedal the brake the clutch whatever the main pedals and then the instructor who is sit, sitting in the passenger seat in the seat next to you uh, they'll also usually have at least a brake as well um, normally just a brake actually but you know just in case you know you you make a mistake or you don't react quick enough or whatever uh, anyway you know you start doing your your driving classes those of course can vary in price quite a lot you know some people are, uh, are cheaper other people will you know charge a lot of money but on average you're gonna pay around about 24 pounds per hour to to learn to drive so an hour's driving lesson will cost you 24 pounds on average um, I can't remember exactly how much it cost me but it was around about that I, I think it may may have been 20 pounds an hour so something around that so yeah 24 pounds an hour is a good average of how much you're going to be paying for the uh, for the practical driving lessons um, and so again how long it will take you to become competent at driving of course is going to vary a lot person to person but again when we look at the averages it will take the average person around 45 hours of classes um, and maybe a little bit of personal practice outside of that um, so obviously you can practice learning you know you can learn to drive you can practice driving with an official driving instructor but in the UK as well you can drive 
for example, if you buy your own car while you're learning, if you put the learner plates on your car, right, the big red L that shows everyone that you're a learner, the big sticker that you put on your car, uh, if you have those learner plates on and you have someone else in the car um, that has is uh, that has a full driving license, and I think they have to be over uh, 21, I can't remember exactly, but then there's a specific thing, um, yeah, that you can then go out on the road legally practicing if you have someone that is um, qualified as a driver, not as an instructor, but just is qualified to drive, uh, they can assist you in driving. Um, and so, yes, yeah, some people will learn um, just by doing that. But to be honest, I don't think that's very many people. Most people will take, you know, official driving lessons or at least a few and then they will practice. You know, for example, you might go out with your mom or with your dad or with your uncle or with, you know, someone, uh, someone like that. Anyway, it's going to take you around about 45 hours of classes on average to pass, uh, to get to the point where you could pass your practical test. Um, and then obviously, yeah, you have to take your test. So we actually have two parts of the test here in the UK. The first thing you have to do is your theory test, right? So you have to do a test on the theoretical parts of driving. Uh, and I'll talk about the, the parts of the driving tests in a second. But the theory test will cost you £23. Um, and you have to be able, you have to have passed, sorry, your theory test. You have to pass your theory test before you can book your practical test, um, before you can take your practical test. So the theory test is the first part. That cost you £23. Uh, and then, obviously, once you've done that and when you feel ready, you can do the practical test where you do the actual physical driving, and that will cost £62. Um, so, all in all, when we put that all together, on average, it, you're looking at somewhere between £1,200 and £1,500 on average to learn to drive. So I've I'm emphasizing here to learn because this isn't factoring in obviously buying a car, having car insurance, which you need to have here in the UK. Um, so, and also you pay road tax. Road tax isn't very much, but anyway, there's other things that you have to pay for once you've passed your test. Um, but this is just the process of learning. So on average, you're going to spend about £1,200 or £1,500, somewhere around that figure to learn to drive. Uh, and so, like I say, that's from getting your first license all the way up to doing your tests and passing. And so, yeah, mentioning the tests, let's talk a little bit about what you have to do for those. So like I said, we have the theory test, that's first, and then you move on to the practical test. So the theory test is actually itself that is split into two parts. So the first part of your theory test is multiple choice questions. So you have 50 questions and you have multiple choice answers. So it will give you, for example, four answers and you have to pick which one is correct. So it's not a type of exam where you're going to be writing things, you're not writing out answers or writing essays or anything like that. Uh, it's just ticking boxes. Um, but yeah, you're going to be asking, or sorry, not asking, you're going to be answering questions about what we call the highway code, right? The, the laws of the road, the rules of the road. Um, you know, who has right of way, how to overtake if necessary, uh, what the different signs mean, uh, what the speed limit is on different types of roads, um, when it's suitable to put your, your high beam lights on, right? You have your normal lights on a car, but then you have your high beam, which is even brighter. All those kind of different little things, right? It's, it's 
it's the theory as it says um, that's the first part is the 50 the 50 multiple choice questions that you do the second part of the theory test so still on the theory test the second part of that is what we call hazard perception so this is where you'll watch a series of short video clips uh, there's 14 short video clips you're watching it on a computer and you have to click like on the mouse or on the keyboard or whatever you have to click when you see or when you perceive the hazard so for example you might be you might see a scene on the road you're it's kind of like as if you were driving a car and yeah something will happen so maybe a car will overtake another car or a car will pull out of a junction to come out into the next road a cyclist will appear or different stuff uh, maybe there'll be a very big puddle in the road like lots of water you have to go around it and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to click when you can see that there's a hazard, right? Something that's going to make you change your driving behavior, so to speak. Basically, if you see something that's going to make you have to slow down, stop or change direction to avoid any kind of accidents or anything like that. So that's the second part of the theory test is what we call hazard perception. To, you have to perceive the hazard, right? To see when there's a problem. So once you've done the theory, then you go on to the practical, and I guess the practical is, is fairly obvious, right? You're doing, you know, basic car management, right? Um, it's can you drive safely? Um, are you clear in indicating your intentions to other people? So if you're going to turn onto another road, do you let everyone else know? Um, you also have to make sure that you're very aware of your surroundings. So there's lots of different rules that you learn in your driving lessons about how often you have to check in the different mirrors, uh, how often you have to check your blind spots. So the, the places that you can't see in your mirror. So if you're driving in a car, right, the, the space, if you were to look over your shoulder, um, that area is where you can't see in the mirror. Uh, so you have to check that area as well. So there's lots of little um, processes that you have to go through. You have to show them that you're checking things, that you're indicating that you're safe driving and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the in the practical test, you you can make some small mistakes so if you are if you are going to do something that could cause harm to yourself or someone else in another car or a pedestrian someone walking down the street if that that's something that would be called a major fault and that and then you you fail instantly right if you're going to cause an accident then you fail um but you can make little mistakes so you have what we call minors, so small faults. So I talked about a major fault, right? A big fault, which is like causing an accident or potentially causing an accident. Um, obviously, you don't have to actually cause an accident to fail. You, If you do something on a quiet road that would have caused an accident, like a serious accident, that's something that was very silly, uh, then you will fail, even though you didn't hurt anyone, because obviously, you know, in another situation, you could. Um, but if it's a small thing, like maybe you you don't check all of the mirrors in the right order or you, um, you're you a, a little bit late when you indicate to say that you're going to turn left at this junction. Little things like that are considered minors, uh, small mistakes, small faults basically. And you can actually have up to 15 of those, um, which sounds like a lot, but again, these are only very small things. So it's, it's not that you're necessarily neglecting to do something entirely. It's not necessarily that you don't do something, but it's maybe that you don't do it enough or you do it a little bit late 
or you don't do it as, as many times as you should um, and yeah so anyway you have a few opportunities to make small mistakes uh, but any big mistakes and, and you will fail um, and so yeah like I say you're just you know basic driving skills but then there are some set skills that you you will also learn um, and you'll be tested on during the test so um, there are three different things that we can be that you can be tested on and I think usually you will be tested on two so when you're learning to drive you learn um, reverse bay parking so this is you imagine you're in a big car park in like a supermarket or something and you've got all the lines in the car park right that show you where you can park that's called a parking bay so reverse bay parking means to reverse to go backwards into one of those car pa par uh, car parking spaces sorry so reversing into a car parking space in a big car park you know with other cars around you uh, another thing you get tested on is what we call parallel parking so this is like if you're parking on a road if you just live on like a normal residential road and there are other cars parked along the road but there's a gap right between a couple of the cars and that's where you want to park so you practice again we reverse we go backwards into that space um, and it's called parallel parking because you start parallel to another car usually or parallel to the road uh, parallel to the curb the edge of the road where you're going to be parking um, and then the final one is what's called a three-point turn so this is imagine again you're on a normal road but you realize that you need to turn around um, most of the time, at least in the UK, the roads aren't going to be big enough just to turn around in one go, right? You can't just turn the steering wheel and just cruise around in one motion. You have to do several motions, so you do what we call a three-point turn. So you'd drive forwards, turning, and then reverse, turning the other way, and then drive forwards again, and then you'd be facing the other way uh, I'm fairly sure what most most of you probably understand what I'm talking about so anyway you will get tested on a couple of those during your actual practical test as well um, and so yeah the final thing I guess I wanted to talk about is uh, yeah is it difficult so I talked about obviously you have multiple choice questions hazard perception in the theory uh, you have your opportunity to make small mistakes when you're doing the practical test you can't make big mistakes um, so how difficult is it uh, how many people actually pass this was another statistic that I was actually quite surprised about um, I know that the driving test can be quite difficult and it feels like a lot of pressure uh, but I was surprised to find out that the pass rate for the practical test in the UK is actually only 46% meaning only 46% of people will pass on their first attempt uh, on the driving test so most people don't actually pass first time on average it takes usually two attempts I think it takes on average 2.1 attempts so basically two attempts uh, but again of course it depends um, as far as I'm aware as far as I could find out there's no limit to how many you can take um, you can keep you know if you keep failing you can keep taking them I, I guess some people might advise you not to um, not to keep going but obviously you know when you fail your driving test you're not allowed to go out and drive so you're not going to be out hurting anyone when you do your driving test you're there with a, a qualified driving instructor who again has partial control of the car so they can stop you from um, you know 
getting into a proper accident so I guess there's no real reason for them to put a limit on how many times you can take the test um, like I say most people uh, will do it in two attempts but it does take some people a lot of attempts um, and over one year on average there'll be around a million people that will take six attempts to pass uh, their test so in any one given year on average there there are pe a million people in the UK um, who will do their driving test six times uh, before they pass um, those n numbers are for the practical test for the theory it's pretty similar uh, the pass rate is 49.5 percent so just below half of the people that take the theory exam will pass it first time um, I think that it, with both the theory and the practical I think a lot of it is pressure um, you know the theory is it's a little bit of a hassle it's a bit annoying because it's a lot of just memorization it's just you have to learn these rules remember what this means remember what that sign is remember what this code is whatever blah 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 it's lots of rote memorization it's very boring the hazard perception I think is fairly simple I don't think many people struggle too much with that because it's very visual it's very obvious for the most part um, so you know if you don't work on the theory if you don't study and practice then you'll find that difficult but I think it you know there's lots of applications books different stuff you can use so I think the theory you know you can prepare for fairly simply uh, and then and it's just a case of preparing but with practical it, it, it's, it's not a nice feeling you know um, I know a lot of people I guess people have different experiences but a lot of my friends a lot of people that I know you know the the driving instructor that they had for their test it wasn't someone that wanted to like talk they weren't trying to have like a conversation uh to make them feel any easier i mean obviously they're not going to be like trying to distract you but uh it would be nice to have people that would maybe put your mind at ease a little bit make you feel a little bit more comfortable the point i'm trying to make is that a lot of the time there people are just sat there with their little noteboard pen and paper not really saying anything just staring at you and occasionally ticking a few boxes or writing little notes and it makes you feel really really nervous and, and I do feel like a lot of people struggle with that part so yeah I guess um, the driving test can be pretty difficult but a lot of people pass like I say 75% of the adults in the UK have a driving license which means they've passed their test and so it's perfectly doable you just need practice and preparation so and money because like we discussed it's going to cost you a little bit of money so yeah I guess that is everything that I wanted to talk about in today's episode I hope some of you guys have found that interesting uh, as always if you have questions about anything I've talked about if you have suggestions for future episodes of the podcast uh, if you have questions questions of course for episode 50 let me know you can get in contact with me all of the contact details will be in the description box wherever you are listening to this episode so thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and i look forward to speaking to you again in the next one